Welcome everyone and welcome back to this online therapy podcast. Uh, thank you for uh, continuing to listen. It's been a little bit of a hiatus courtesy of COVID and being so busy out in the online therapy world. So thank you for rejoining us for the podcast in this series three of the online therapy podcast. Um, welcome back. I've got a new guest with me, completely new guest. Um, and we're completely changing tact. And I think it's just the sign of the times where it's going to be something quite different. And we're going to be doing a series with a lady by the name of Maria Christina. She happens to be a colleague of mine. We go a fair way back. And I thought we would change it up in the online therapy podcast world. So welcome, Maria. Hi, Renee. How are you? Good, thank you. Excellent. How are you going? Oh, a little bit nervous, but you know, I'll be fine. Yes, um, I'll try and go easy on you. So today's going to be for everyone out there getting to know Maria and what she does. Um, so I'll, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, Maria, and if you can explain to our listeners who you are and what you do. Okay. Well, my name is Maria Christina and it is my real name. And um, I'm a psychic and a medium. Both modalities are actually different from each other. People get a little bit confused, but um, it was about 10, 12 years ago that I actually got involved in attending workshops and circles to develop my psychic and mediumship skills. Um, I've always loved the unknown. Um, I've been a great dreamer. So my dreams were like a movie. So I would wake up in, in the morning and I would remember everything to a T and then, you know, sometimes I would get funny little thoughts and then all of a sudden those thoughts would happen or appear in front of me and it was really, really hard not to acknowledge them. And um, it was it was quite, it was a, it's been a, an interesting journey. Um, it's not an easy journey because it's all about discovering who Maria Christina was or is. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for sharing. So um, with that little bit about yourself, that kind of gives us a little bit of an idea of how you got into this. What I'm wondering is how you actually work and um, how you've been adjusting to life post-COVID because certainly why I originally contacted you was like, this is cool. Maria's got into Zoom <laughs> sessions and I wanted to get to know um, a little bit about what Maria was doing in the online space. Um, it was really funny about how I connected with Zoom because everything's, I'll do that next year. And when COVID came, next year came right now when COVID hit us. So it was, it was a brand new skill for me because I'm not very good with computers. But, yeah, I hopped in, I gave it a go. And I was actually impressed that Zoom was actually quite easy. Um, I don't have a problem with the connection when I do a reading. And in some ways, um, I found that the connections were actually better because you're not getting in the personal space of the person as in one-on-one. -on -one. And, um, and I think at one time, Renee, you mentioned that, you know, the electricity is a, a conduit for, for a connection. And, and I agree with that. And um, so I did my workshops and psychic development. I do my um, tarot, intuitive tarot classes on Zoom and um, works out really well. 
because you know it's just it's just really good it's it's, it's excellent <laughs> yeah so you've adjusted to this new world of tech um since the, all of this kind of stuff has happened and i guess i just was hoping that the listeners would gain some access into how and why you did what you did just um recently give us a little bit of an idea of what an average uh, psychic or mediumship client might be wanting from you in a session it's uh, it's always about love work and money that's what the main subjects are um, and it's also about you know when when you have a disagreement or you're separated from loved ones and you want them back in your life and you want to see what happens but it's more about you know the emotional um problems that life comes in you know people want insight to pain and heartache they want to know about their future um you know does he really love me you know so it's it's a whole mixed bag of things and then then you have the people that just want to go with the flow they don't they just want to see what's out there happening for them interesting so how much because often there's a there's a little bit of a misconception out there um, about how much people come to you for you know looking at, at if their loved one died like what actually happened that's often what comes in like I need to go to see a psychic for a reading around my mother died, my father died, my sister, my brother, you know, someone close, a friend or what have you. How frequently is that with people who come to you? Um, I find that people actually want a psychic reading and that's more about the past, present and future. A mediumship reading is totally different from a psychic reading. So um, they, they will, well, you've got to combine the psychic and the mediumship together in a reading um, but usually you know they miss their parents or they or their loved one um, or they feel alone and you know or they just want to just have that feeling that they're still around and you know it's it's some people go and have a mediumship reading within the first week of the passing and it's quite okay to do that too because you don't need a time frame to wait for your person to connect with you. But in saying that, you may find that you need the right medium to bring that person through. And, you know, um, and it's, it's mediumship is a beautiful, beautiful gift. And the only way I can explain it, everyone benefits from it. This, the client gets to connect with their loved one. Um, the, the mediums themselves get to sit with that God power and um, and it's very healing all around for the, for the spirit, for the loved ones, for the client and for the medium. That's how I feel with my connections. Yeah. So how much does that constitute your practice as a psychic medium? I would say... Um, Mediumship's a little bit uh, less than what a psychic reading is, um, but that's that's okay. Uh, it's not everyone wants to be 
is interested in a mediumship reading. I know when I first started getting readings done, I wasn't interested in a mediumship reading because I had no one that I knew that was dead. So, you know, it was always about my future. But, you know, eventually, as I was thrown into mediumship, because I never expected to be doing this work, it just happened, um, I found that, you know, uh, it's just a beautiful connection. You know, it's not an easy connection, but it is a totally beautiful connection to have with spirit and for the client. Great. Thanks. Thanks, Maria. So I'm going to have obviously a number more questions for you because, you know, um, this is fascinating. We were talking off camera before and just before we started around the difference between, say, a psychic, a medium and a therapist, like someone like myself yes. um, as a psychotherapist, because this is this series is all about the psychic and the psychotherapist. And I guess I'm wondering from your perspective, what do you think you offer that's different to therapy and where do you think therapy is different to being a psychic? Does that make sense? Yes, yes. Um, obviously a psychic in an, or a mediumship reading um, is totally different to therapy, okay? Um, but in some way, we are a therapist. We do give advice, but we, we don't give medical advice. We don't give financial advice. I mean, that's, that's only your decision to make, no one else's. But it's, it's healing. It's a spiritual healing. It, it touch, a psychic reading and a mediumship reading can touch the soul of the person and give them some sort of hope that, you know, when things go all wrong, there's still something out there. But, you know, there is a, you need the balance there. Um, a psychic and a medium are not trained unless they've taken the education to do a therapy work. But, you know, um, I suppose what it is, the therapist has, goes to uni and, and learns all the, the techniques and the know-how and the understanding where a psychic and a medium actually work from their life experience. Most people that do this work have come from a family background or a life background of a lot of um, pain and heartache or life experience, whichever way you want to say. Yeah, thank you. Because I do think there's a lot of similarities, Stephen, in what you say, and particularly myself in coming from a transpersonal angle. I'm very much in the transpersonal psychotherapy uh, perspective. And, you know, if you look down the Jungian path and um, the the other kind of process-oriented transpersonal uh, psychotherapies and modalities, that route plus also in the quantum realm is so much going on that is very you know close to psychic mediumship potentially so I do think there's an element of similarity and differences in both um, and I think this is going to be the course of our conversations together about you know um, if you know we probably will be able to look at the different kinds of people and say for example if you got Jane 
um, coming to you for a reading and she was having trouble with her relationship, how would you deal with it? And maybe I could talk about how we're doing. We, it'll probably be in a, um, a work in progress how we talk to these kind of things over the few weeks we're going to have together. And it will... Um, you know, depend on on uh, what what we decide to put the focus on. But it's certainly um, I'm keen for us to be able to talk in the future about how we might be working differently and also um, to familiarise people with what you might be able to go to a psychic for but what you might be able to go to a therapist for and what the difference is. Because there's a lot of people who've come to me saying, some of what you do is a little bit on that edge, Renee. <laughs> um, and so, um, but also what is different about it too, and mental health concerns sometimes can hold you back, but sometimes a spiritual angle can really assist people too, and I certainly work on that realm as well. So when you talk about providing hope, how do you do that with psychic mediumship of, or with psychic, being a psychic or a medium? The hope side of psychic and mediumship is about upliftment. You make the feel the person feel valued. To be quite honest, you you show them that you know you know if I use uh, my own abilities, I will get thoughts there, and you know the thoughts could be telling me that you know your path is going to be okay. If I use tarot cards, the tarot cards would you know could tell me the outcome of what's happening. And it's, it's, it's about, you know, I, I go from my own life experience when my life was falling apart when I was 24. Um, I went to a tarot card reading and she gave me hope, made me feel like that my life was worth living when the odds were up against me. And, um, and that's my main aim in a reading, that I give hope. Um, some people may say that it's all too positive, but, you know, I can't give doom and gloom all the time. It's all about making that person move forward when they feel they can't, you know, because they're stuck. It's, it's a bit like what you do. You push, you know, you keep the person moving forward, not sitting in the, in the now or going backwards. It's all about pushing them forward or encouraging them to go forward, I should say. But it's, it's, you know, and a lot goes on the client because if the client's not open, they won't, nothing will happen. They'll stay stuck. And, you know, no matter what you say, they're not open to receiving. Um, they'll, they won't move. Their life won't change. Yeah. Yeah, great. So I have a, another question because a lot of people would probably want to have this question answered, but they might not ask it as a client. How did you uncover that you had these skills to begin with? Um, the bottom line is I always thought I was special. That's all I can say. Uh, as I said, you know, uh, most people that do this work, they come from a background of pain and heartache or they had a really um, difficult life. Uh, I always believed I was special, but... I allowed my ego to get in the way because I didn't understand what that word special meant. Um, but we're all special, aren't we? We just don't know it. And um, my imagination, I have a fabulous imagination, um, used to always get me into trouble. 
but I found when my life fell up, no, the day I married my first husband was my first time that I ever, ever got an intuitive side to, to my abilities. I didn't understand it. Um, I went to kiss him and I heard a voice in my head, don't marry him. And I thought, don't be stupid. That's, that's a silly thought. And I married him and four years later, the marriage fell apart. And even though that's a very sad time, it, spiritually, for my own connection, it was a brilliant time because that's when I recognised it, even though it was a bit late. So I understood that I needed to listen to my intuition, my passing thoughts, because that's your intuition, that's your psychic, you know, talking to you. And um, so, as I said before, a lot of my stuff would come through the dreams um, passing thoughts. I remember cutting out material on the lounge room floor, making clothes for my children. And this passing thought came in, I wish I could, you know, buy a new sewing machine. The phone rang and it was my sister saying, Maria, I'm updating my sewing machine. Would you like mine? And, you know, so many little things that, you know, I didn't understand. If I told people, they look at me as if I was an idiot. Even my own father, you know, I said, oh, dad, I'm having, I had this dream someone's going to give me this old, bright, shiny car. And he says, well, good luck to you. Well, about 12 months later, my father passed and I got my father's car. So, you know, it's sort of, you know, when things like that happen, you just can't close the door on it. You've got to think, how does that happen? Where does that come from? You know, is it me just making it up? Or, you know, um, and in my time, in back in the, you know, late 70s, early 80s, there was nowhere to go. There was nowhere mm. to go. Yeah, great. Mm. So, um, and with, um, I guess there's so much in that. Um, I know that you, you go way back and there's quite a history that you've got um, and we were talking again off air about yourself in regards to just some of your life experience and what kind of has led you to where you are. Um, I'm wondering how you feel like your life experience comes into play with being a psychic. Oh, I actually think my life experiences is what brought me here. I have to say that. Um, and, and it's a good thing because um, I'm feeling quite emotional with that because if I didn't have all those life experience, um, I wouldn't be where I am now. I wouldn't have what I've got now. I wouldn't have, um, you know, I tell people I have a blessed life and that, you know, and, you know, people would think, okay, but I don't go on about how I suffered to get my blessed life. And once again, it goes back to the hope, knowing there was something special about me that I could, you know, either manifest or I could work through it. And, you know, and I'll be the first one to put my hand up. I've had many struggles to get where I am. And it's it hasn't been easy. I've had to work really hard. And, you know, I had to, you know, I suppose learn many lessons once again. And, but, you know, doing this work, it's not a shared work. 
right? It's your personal work, your journey with God, with spirit, whoever you want to say it is. It's your personal journey. And I feel that once you can acknowledge that, the doors will open. And that's what I found. Yeah, wow. So um, I, I do, I've always thought of the psychic um, mediumship's work, uh, and I've been to a few over time, which is why I like, like to have people like yourself on, because really I think we've got to support each other in these times of turmoil. Um, what do you think your life experience has taught you about how to deal with what's gone on in the world in the last 20 months? Because it's certainly been a bit crazy. I just want to hand that over to you. Oh, um, life in the last, what, 18 months, I think it is, has been totally crazy. Where before the 18, month, 18 months, I thought I had everything down packed. And we, we never have our life down packed. We're changing constantly. We're evolving constantly. And even when we think that everything's fallen apart, right, we somehow doing this work, I've learned you can pick yourself up and, and still move forward. Um, I feel even though we're sensitive souls that do this work, I feel somehow we do get through it a lot easier if we didn't, I had that understanding. Um, and, and spirit does come in and they work with you and you sort of, you talk to them, you know, it doesn't mean that you're crazy. You just have a conversation and say, what are you doing to me? Why has this happened? And then, you know, spirit steps up and, you know, does something and you think, oh, okay, so this is meant to happen. And, you know, um, and that's how I found the 18 months for me. I, it hasn't been an easy month to me. I've actually stepped away from uh, people, you know, that, well, the, the group of people that I used to be with, not because I disliked them. I just felt I needed to do this on my own. I needed to be stand in my own power when it comes to my work. I still, you know, um, and I feel okay with that, especially when, you know, I've always want, had that feeling of wanting to belong. I feel okay about being on my own. And um, I suppose in some ways in the last 18 months and with, with my work and my trust in spirit, um, I'm okay with that. And not many people like their own company. Mm, that's, um, that's really good to think about in terms of for our, um, for our podcast here and our conversation and our continual conversation is how okay are we in our own skins for everyone out there listening with it? Because a lot of professionals listen to this podcast and a lot of therapists listen to it. But I certainly wanted to change tack because I do think there's an element of us needing to look towards a more positive future at the moment because there's a lot of doom and gloom. What do you see and what do you predict from a perspective of being a psychic? Because it's another reason why I thought I sh should and could have you on <laughs> around, um, I believe in the future, a lot of people in business might need someone like a psychic working alongside them just to help almost future post themselves. 
What are your thoughts around that and what's to come for the world? I, I believe that, you know, um, people have to start trusting themselves and, and not, not, you know, um, cutting themselves short or, you know, selling themselves short. Uh, I do believe that, you know, um, psychics have, and mediumship, mediums have been around for years. It's nothing new. Um, it's just that, you know, uh, a lot of people are a little bit scared of it or they're too over-religious and I'm not getting into the religious side. I'm a good Catholic girl. But, you know, um, people will. You know, even in my own experience, I've had famous people come to me. I've had people that have connected with famous people. You know, I have had uh, police officers come to me. So everyone is interested, you know. Um, so it's, it's nothing new. And I think in the la last, say, 10 years, uh, people that do this work act have actually come out more in the open and people are actually interested. But it's not so much for the reading. I do feel people want to connect to their own abilities mm -hmm. and their own abilities have been there all the time. It's mm -hmm. just that they chose or their upbringing chose for them not to connect. Mm. Yeah. So I do feel um, psychic and mediumship isn't going out the door of anything. It's going to get um, richer. Um, yeah. The thing is what we need to do is, you know, um, there's always good and bad in everything or not so good in everything. It's we need to just make sure that, you know, um, the people with ethics and integrity are the ones that are shining the most. Exactly. Here, here, <laughs> you know, because yeah. certainly that's been a big deal for me and my profession is that there's been a lot of really terrible things going on in this online and social media space in particular and it's a little bit of a dog's breakfast out there when it comes to professionalism and clients not knowing who to go to for online therapy or telehealth with a psychologist and a lot of people literally just jumping into this space not even thinking about their clients um, and I love that you think that this is only going to grow because that's actually what I believe too it's another reason I thought I I should have you on is because I think more therapists are going to need to work alongside psychics because because of the carnage that's happened and the amount of trauma there's been death on both sides I've heard of deaths from vaccines I've heard of deaths um, from COVID I've heard of injuries from everything there is just stuff happening and things coming out of the woodwork that is just literally nuts and the amount of corruption that we're seeing in government and the amount of dictatorship that's going on I do have this sense that we are all going to need to start coming together more on a spiritual level and so I'm just kind of wondering what your perspective is on that when COVID first came out I had a, a client that wanted to know my thoughts about COVID and I thought oh and I thought you know what it's this time, this period of time is all about you. It's all about taking care of you. It's all about getting to know you. If you focus on the negativity 
um, of what's happening. And I'm not saying you, you turn a blind eye, but if you absorb it, you actually, it's an energy or, or, you know, a vibration that you end up picking up and it becomes a blockage within your system. So when COVID first came out, I thought I'm not going to allow this, what's happening in the world to get to me. I'm taking this time to work on me, to love me, to heal me, to, for me to, to grow. And it hasn't been easy, right? It never is. But, you know, um, I do feel we will have a light at the end of the tunnel with this COVID. It's, it's, it's just another stage in, in life. And we've been there before, if you look in the past, and we've worked how to get through it. Um, I'm going to be quite honest here, Renee. I think too many, you know, gone are the days when we um, accepted things for the way they, they are. Now we're, you know, too many opinions have actually rocked the boat and made it really, really hard for everyone. And yep, on all sides of the fence, yep. I'm saying. Yep. You know? yep. So finding the light within, and I would agree with you 100% on that. Um, and to find the light within in order to. Um, grow as an individual in order to love more to be more to do more for your community rather than coming and worrying about what everyone else is doing that's not going to do you as an individual any any good so it's so this is I think the the biggest issue at the moment is are we then going to just follow along with what everyone else does or are we going to make sure that we look after ourselves as charity starts at home and I, I do have this sense that um, not enough people are thinking like this, that charity starts at home first, because that's kind of the in the smaller communities around us, when we're being told to, you know, um, do all sorts of things and not be very neighbourly. Well, Jesus himself talked about um, loving our neighbour, even if they're our enemies. So, I mean, what are your thoughts about that? Loving our neighbour and our enemies. You know, I'm still struggling with that to be quite honest, you know, um, people do disappoint me. Um, but I work through that because I actually think, well, if they disappoint you, it has to start off with you, Maria. So I am working through that. Um, but it is about, you know, um, taking care of yourself. You know, it's really funny when we were little girls, you know, you'd have your girl girlfriends say, oh, you love yourself. But you know what? We have to love ourselves. It's not the ego, because loving, loving ourselves, we are actually taking care of our souls. We're taking care of our mind. It's not just the outside. It's also the inside we need to take care of. And that's what we're lacking, is soul care of ourselves. Yeah, I love, I love that you've um, brought that in, because I'm all about self-care, self-compassion, and that's the way I work with a lot of my clients. And so I do a lot of that kind of work with my clients and um, it's essential for us all. And as a therapist, if I don't do that for myself, I wouldn't be able to keep things going. And um, I certainly keep up things like my intentions that I do every day and try to take my time and doing my work rather than rushing around. I think there's a lot of, there's been a lot of rushing around and a lot of kind of 
disturbance. I'm going to talk about it as psychic disturbance. I think it's a lot of psychic disturbance that a lot of people have got, as well as psychological disturbance. And so even in psychology and counselling, we will talk about psychic disturbance. And I'm wondering what your thoughts are around that, Maria. I have to admit, Renee, that's the first time I've ever heard of psychic disturbance. Um, I would have actually thought that it would have been, been more that we become very impatient with life and we become, we want it now instead of wanting it to unfold the way it should be. Um, and because we, we become I always label it the spoiled brat attitude, okay? And I, I don't say anything unless, you know, if, if I've been there, I say it. So we get impatient. We want things to be fixed now. We want it now. And we're actually putting more stress on ourselves because it doesn't happen. We get disappointed. And, and you know, all you have to do is just actually look at how you're doing it and you're doing it all wrong because you're putting demands on yourself. And, you know, when you put demands on yourself, doors close, you know, and it's, it should be, you know, okay, I trust, I believe. And, you know, um, it may not happen tomorrow, but I know it's going to unfold and work for me. Um, I have to say this, as humans, we've become more complicated, more complex, and um, we want to take control of the of life of the world, and instead of trusting, what what? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'd agree. I guess I was also going a little bit further with that concept of psychic disturbance. So, and this might be something for us to have a dot 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 kind of conversation about maybe next time, and maybe something to think about because I certainly see probably a little bit of the more mental health disturbance, let's call it like that, where someone might have depression, anxiety, um, stress, trauma, grief, loss, you know, you name it, yep. relationship, um, breakups, breakdowns. You know, um, I work as a couples therapist, family therapist, and I do all that work as well. And it's just fascinating when people come in that there's a lack of understanding I've found particularly over the last 18 months to two years of how they might be impacting on their partner, how they might be impacting on their loved ones. Um, because there's a lack of self-care and self-love, because they're running themselves ragged, because of all the requirements, and it's a little bit of a circular problem because there might be more expectations at the workplace. There might be more expectations even just to go out and do something in life. There's all these expectations now and you need to do this and you need to do this and, you know, and now you need to do this and things keep changing but there's more rules and requirements and part of that I've noticed that comes into the into the client field in the work that I do is that then there might even be more demands on me from a client side too and in the past it would be unheard of to ask about lots of different things um, there's all this kind of pushback that's not appropriate socially speaking and so what that leads to is almost like a psychological stuckness to the point of which 
it almost can't be shifted or changed in certain people. If they were already stuck prior to COVID, let's go there. So if there was already depression or mental health already there, what I'm noticing is it's now becoming almost psychotic in some people's instances and I guess I'll give you a funny example it's when at the start of COVID there was all the toilet paper stuff that's a really good example but when but there's other examples of that too um there's other examples of it in politics there's examples of it in the community um and so it's I guess I'm hopeful but I'm concerned also because of being a psychotherapist of what's to come with the nature of human psyche coming at us. So I'm uh, interested in what your thoughts are then of that. I, uh, life is now complex, right? We make things harder for ourselves and, um, you know, humans have become very sensitive. There's, it's like as if they've never learned to stand in their own power. And, you know, your own power is, is the strongest power mentally, physically you'll ever, ever have. And, and I just feel if we could go back to basics, instead of having all the exp ex expectations put upon us of what's expected of us, and, and we, we breathe and sort of say, okay, I can deal with this, but it's, you know, life is just far too quick, 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 quick. We don't even... We do things without thinking now. And, you know, um, we become so, so run down in our thoughts and, and, you know, our mental health, you know, because if we're working in an environment that we have to have the job done and if we're not on top of it, you know, we work deep into the night without sleep. So, you know, that's not a good sign, you know, um, but it's all about, you know, uh, getting the mental balance. And I believe that we can do this, um, get the mental balance back in. Um, but it, it's, once again, it comes, it starts off with you. You can have a psychic, you can have a medium to guide you, you can have a therapist to guide you. But if you don't have the will for it to start off with you, it's, it's, impossible to move forward as I said um, but I do believe it can be done and and well you know I have to say I know it can be done because I'm that person that has worked through things and on my own without knowing what I was doing but that's my whole life story I've had to work through things to find out and you know um, once again it's because I know I knew I was special Excellent. Thank you. Um, yeah, um, we're nearly um, finished and um, we've kind of um, obviously gone a little bit over time because I wanted to kind of unpack some of these important topics that have, are coming up throughout society and I did want this to be a bit more of a people getting to know you today, Maria. I'm wondering if somebody wanted to come to see you as a, as a psychic or a medium, how would they get in touch with you and what's the best way to get in touch with you? I do have a, I do have a website. Um, it's 
Maria Christina, and I'll spell Christina, K-R-Y-S-T-Y-N-A.com-A-U. I do have a phone number too, which is 0411 Leave a message. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So thank you. And I guess because there's a lot of wait lists at the moment for psychologists and even therapists, and I'm, I'm pretty busy myself with my own therapy and it can be, you know, sometimes a little while to wait to even come to see me as well, despite not having Medicare. It's pretty big out there at the moment, mental health disturbance. Just wondering um, what's the wait period or can you see people straight away? What's that like at the moment for you? The, the wait period is roughly 24 hours, okay. I, I'm, you know, I, I work about five, six days a week in certain hour frames. Um, but if you ring me up and says, I want a reading now, I won't give you a reading now because I don't do emergency readings. Mm -hmm. And uh, because that tells me instantly that your headspace may not be there. And, um, and everything's always booked online. You know, mm -hmm. so it's roughly 24 hours. Uh, but, you know, my booking system is pretty good. You choose the day, the time that suits you. Yeah. Excellent. Um, thank you. So I'm just going to reiterate, it's um, uh, Maria Christina. Um, it's www.maria, M-A-R-I-A, Christina, K-R-Y-S-T-Y-N-A. Oh, so two Ys in there, .com.au. Yes. Um, so you can contact her there. And just if anyone wants to contact me, I'm Renee McDonald, mcdonald.com and aott.com.au for any training that people want to come to of mine. So it's been wonderful chatting to you, Maria. We'll probably be doing this again at roughly a fortnight's time. I'm going to aim for that um, because it's been busy and therapy and um, other lands at the moment. It's been even hard to just get this sorted, but but we. But um, we're uh, getting uh, cooking with gas now. Yes. And um, thank you so much, Maria, for coming on today. And we're going to do this again soon. Thank you, Renee, for inviting me. It's been lovely. It was a nice experience. Excellent. Yeah, thank, thank you. you.